Good morning, friends. Uh, this is uh, your technology information channel. This is George speaking. I'm there again for my geek friends. I'm known as PC Kermo. Okay, today we're going to talk about how to trace an IP address and also can you track a VPN, a virtual private network. Now, there is a number of things that we need to take into consideration. Okay, so can you be tracked if you use a virtual private network? Okay, so what the experts are saying, friends, VPNs, virtual private networks, are an excellent way to protect your online private privacy and data. Besides unlocking uh, uh, the geo-restricted content, that is probably the second main reason people use VPNs in the first place. There's one thing that probably that's probably on your mind. Can you be tracked if you use a VPN, virtual private network? Yes or no? <clears throat> okay, so basically, no. Your web traffic on IP addresses can't be tracked anymore. The virtual private network encrypts your data and hides your IP address by routing your connection requests through a virtual private network server. If anyone tries to track them, they just see the virtual private network server IP address and completely garbage. But yes, there's still some ways uh, your online browser might be tracked, even if you use a VPN. Okay, so all was said before, before you decide to go down that route, it's not just a matter of installing a virtual private network. You also need to take other things into consideration. For example, if you live in a home and you have the best security locks on your front doors, but you leave your windows open, then obviously you don't have full security. Okay. So in the computer sense, malware. Okay. This is important. Malware is a malicious software and code that were programmed to take over a network or device. Unfortunately, virtual private networks can't protect you from malware infections. They can only protect your online data, not your hardware. So keep that in mind, friends. The best virtual private networks can do is offer a firewall-like feature that blocks connections to malicious names, websites, basically. But even that's not enough to stop malware infections. You might just accidentally download a malicious file from an illegal site or interact with a phishing email, for example. If that happens, hackers can use the malware to track everything you do. What your browser online, what passwords you type and what files you save to your hard drive. What you talk with your friends and etc. So the solution is the best line of defense against malware is a strong anti-malware program. Also called an antivirus software. If you'd like some recommendations, they recommend two programs which I don't own. One is Malware Bytes, that's been out for a long time, or one is ESET. There are many others. Besides that, you do need to follow, you do need to do the following to further protect your data from malware attacks on phishing. And you must take these into consideration for buy. It's not just a matter of putting on a virtual private network, okay, and accepting tax cookies from websites that I can see you're using Windows 10, your resolution, and etc., etc. Okay, so use password monitors like LastPass and Bitwarn. Enable 2FA 
two-factor authentication. Use script blockers like UMAC Matrix, U-M-A-T-R-A-X on U-Block or O-R-I-T-I-N. Use anti-phishing browser extensions like Netcraft, Matacurt Phishing Detangler and anti-phishing browser extensions. <laughs> Another another thing is friend is important is tax cookies. Okay, for those that don't understand, tax cookies are small tax files that websites place on your device whenever you visit them. Most cookies are harmless and necessarily to help the sites run well. However, some persistent cookies and third-party cookies are pretty bad for your privacy, since they let sites and advertise track you online preferences and behaviour. Due to how cookies work, virtual private networks can't protect you from them. They are not programmed to intercept files that download to your device at all. On the plus side, virtual private networks should protect you from ISP super cookies. Tracking files that are stored on your ISP servers and get inserted into your data packets when you go online. Since a virtual private network encrypts your traffic, your ISP shouldn't be able to insert super cookies into it anymore. So internet server providers do use what they call super cookies. And that's to keep a track of where you're browsing in case the authorities may go to them and say, I want to check where Mr. Briggs was today, blah, blah, blah. Besides that, virtual private networks should basically stop hackers from not accepting your cookies and create forged ones over secured Wi-Fi by encrypting your traffic. So here's a solution for you. Clear your cookies whenever you use a virtual private network. Here are some guides from the most popular web browsers, Chrome, Firefox, Edge, Opera and Safari. Besides that, you should also use private mode in your browser and automatically delete cookies when you close a tab. Cookie auto-delete that I've advertised before, I use it myself. There's also, it causes self-destruct cookies if you set it properly, automatic. And also a lot of people use CC Cleaner, which is a cool tool to remove cookies. Now, browser fingerprinting is important, friends. This is a tracking method websites use to monitor visitors by linking behavior patterns to them. Browser fingerprinting does that by assigning a unique identifier to you every time you visit a site. <coughs> fingerprinting can contain a lot of data, your time zone, screen resolution, web browser on your OS version you're using and system fronts and etc. Okay, so unfortunately browser fingerprinting is pretty accurate tracking method according to the EFS research uh, which was in uh, one in two thousand two browsers which share the same fingerprinting with a different user. So your fingerprinting has a very good chance of being unique and standing out. And this is another method they use called fingerprinting to find out what you're watching. Okay, now, AVG does have an anti-trigger built into if you buy the program, which is handy to use. There's also other methods you can use when you're typing on your keyboard. The Lego Hitman Pro Alert will automatically encrypt your keys as you're typing. So all these small steps help for your privacy. Okay, so because... So much data is collected, a virtual private network can't stop websites from tracking you with your browser fingerprinting. The most it can do is hide your IP address, your internet protocol telephone number. But that won't really make your fingerprinting less unique. Now the solution 
<coughs> to you how it works, you can't, you can't completely protect yourself from fraser fingerprinting unless you were planning to go off the grid and living in the woods and at any time. Some people may use Tor Browser and you'll have the same fingerprinting as all users as long as you don't change the default browser or the one that says. So the recommend is try using a Tor network, disable it if possible since it's not an idea for privacy. Okay, so Canvas Blogger is handy extension for a fingerprinting. Disable Flash in your old browser version. Near one should be disabled by default. Disable JavaScript. There is a program that was advertised many years ago called NoScript, but keep in mind that some sites may not work with it, okay? So if you're not interested in seeing all the fancy stuff, then NoScript is a handy extension. Now, social media. If you post personal information about you on social media, email addresses, phone numbers, or whereabouts, someone can still track you, even if you use a virtual private network, okay? So please understand that there's no way a virtual private network can hide all the information you voluntarily make public, all right? So a lot of people may be deluded and they may be using a virtual private network thinking that they're invisible completely. You're not, okay? You are not. Even worse, someone could use all that information to dock you and I've covered docking you before. So if you're putting stuff up and you're not found online, fudge it, okay? Fudge it. Do not put your proper details in. So if someone docks you, well then they're going to get a load of crap, okay? But if you're doing technology like myself, then obviously you have to let people know who you are. So that's a different situation. Now, what more should you also take to keep make your social media account more private? Here are some useful guides for most platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, WhatsApp, Snapchat, and TikTok. Virtual private network logs contain data about how you use a virtual private network. There are two types of logs. The usage log, they track your IP address and the sites you visit and the files you download while using a virtual private network. Connection logs, they trace timestamps, bandwidth usage and your IP address while you use a virtual private network. So remember friends, if that virtual private network is in within the 14 A's that the governments have all shared information with, there is a chance that they can go to that virtual private network and get your information. Some virtual private network will say they don't release it. Don't take that for granted, friends. Okay, so both types of logs are bad for your privacy. After all, you're visiting. You're sorry. After all, you're using a virtual private network to stop your internet service provider advertising and governments from tracking you. What's the point of doing that if your virtual private network will track you instead? So remember, even though you're using a virtual private network, they also can track you because you're using their system. Okay, so. If that system is passing information to the government, you need to do your research, well then there's no point in using it. I would recommend, believe it or not, using a Russian virtual private network because Russia does not pass information to the UK. Okay, so there's a reason for that. The best thing you can do is to use a virtual private network that doesn't keep any logs. If you're looking for one, we have great news. There's one called C-A-C-T-E-S, Virtual Private Network, stores zero logs. Okay? So we'll check that one in a minute. Virtual Private Network leaks. Okay? A virtual Private Network leak is when your IP address or DNS query leak outside the Virtual Private Network encrypted tunnel. If that happens, anyone can track your web browsing and IP addresses. 
if you're, even if you're using a virtual private network, there are different types of leaks, and here are some. The WebRTC leaks, the DNS server leaks, the IP version 6 leaks, and traffic leaks. Okay, so, we know that the governments have an arsenal of tools in front of them. We know that the NSA and other agencies have an arsenal of tools for different reasons. Some may say security, some may say for spoofing, some may say for watching certain people. Okay, so, just because we have went out of our way to use a virtual private network, if we are not following the rest of the information I have passed on, well then that virtual private network becomes, <coughs> excuse me, just a secure door with an open window in your house. That's basically what it becomes. Okay, so, how do you know if your virtual private network is leaking? Okay, so, you can test the virtual private network to make sure it is not leaking. You can use our test guide to check all your leaks. If the service leaking is considered switching to a virtual private network, it offers leak protection. So if you want a virtual private network that offers leak protection, use CACTS VPN. You simply turn on the DNS leak protection switch from the VPN. And uh, you also want to disable the TEREDO on the SMHNR on Windows 10. They cause DNS server leaks. You also want to disable the IPv6 if your virtual private network doesn't support IPv6 traffic. Okay. You also want to enable the kill switch to protect yourself from traffic leaks. Okay. So if you research how to check for DNS leaks, you should come across. Uh, if I go to the site here that says Here's the best way to test your VPN connections. And uh, I scroll down, you will find uh, how to test VPN connections for leaks. CACTS VPN Poland based VPN server to test their VPN for connection for leaks or real IP addresses and DNSs. Okay, so. You want to check your VPN for leaks. Okay, so that's that's a definite. Now, can VPNs be tracked by internet service providers? Now, this is important, friends, okay? Because I believe a lot of people are living in a myth. I've got a VPN, the SP can't see me. Unless you've covered everything that I've covered in this podcast, you might as well take it off your system. Okay, can virtual private networks be traced by internet service providers? Contrary to the popular belief, your ISP can actually track your VPN connection. It's not visible on their network. Here's what they can see. They can see the source of the connection, your IP address. The connection destination, the virtual private network server's IP address. How long you're connected to the virtual private network. When you're connected to the virtual private network, and how much data you exchange with the virtual private network, what ports your connections use, whether or not you use an open virtual private network if they use a DPI. Okay, so this virtual private network of people think this is a great tool. Oh, I am in privacy. There's a lot more to it than just installing a program. Okay. A few tips for your browsers for extensions. A few tips to use the right virtual private network in real time. 
Does AVG VPN leak information? You need to research that and you need to test it. So just type in how do I test my VPN for leaks. There will be documentation. We can go to a site and check it. If it says that you're tagged it, brilliant. So whether or not you use a VPN or uh, if they use a DPI. So quite a lot of things they are only concerning if your ISP plans on blocking your virtual private network through. Now some ISPs may block virtual private networks. If they use an IP blocker, blocking, you just need to connect to a different VPN server to get around it. And if they use a DPI to drop or block your open VPN connection, then just use an OB Fucation, O-B-F-E-S-C-A-T-I-O-N, which is available in the C-A-T, sorry, C-A-C-T-E-S VPN, okay, which is through the OBF, OBF Spoxy, okay. Do ASPs usually track virtual private networks? Some people may query, not really. They don't have much of a reason to bother with tracking virtual private connections across their network. It's a time investment that doesn't really pay off. However, there are some situations when they might focus on your virtual private network connections. When the law forces them to do it, basically when governments ban virtual private network usage or censor certain sites, so they'll force the internet service providers to monitor and ban virtual private networks to make sure people don't own blackmail. When they are worried their users are using virtual private networks to do illegal things like illegal download and copyright content or if they don't like what their customers are using the virtual private network to bypass bandwidth throttling. Okay, so can you be tracked if you use a VPN and it disconnects? Yes, there's a chance you can be possibly tracked if that happens. And unfortunately VPN disconnects can happen no matter how good service is. Basically if your virtual private network disconnects and you visit a new site before it reconnects, the site will track your real IP address. Also your internet service provider will be able to track your connection to that site. So the best way to protect yourself from this is to use a virtual private network with a kill switch. Okay, keep that in mind. That's featured uh, that completely shuts off your web access when your virtual private network goes down. Your internet access will only resume when the virtual private network connection is up and running. Okay, so the CACTS virtual private network offers a built-in system level kill switch. Simply turn on to stop internet traffic if your virtual private network is dropped. Okay, so basically friends, you're using a virtual private network as an example to go to Facebook. All of a sudden your virtual private network comes up disconnected. Well then Facebook has got your real IP address. But with this particular one it's got a kill switch. It'll kill your internet connection until your virtual private network comes back up and running. That's the method you want to use. And also remember some virtual private networks can also... Uh, can also basically slow your connection down. Now, how do you trace an IP address was the second part of the podcast. How to trace 
Okay, there's a number of ways of chasing IP addresses on mobile phones, okay? There's a lot of apps available, some you have to pay for, okay? And basically, there is a free IP leak tagger, okay? If you're using a VPN. And uh, so if you type in free IP leak tagger, you'll go to a website where you can check your VPN, okay? Now, there's a number of ways of chasing an IP address. You can open up the command prompt, and uh, first press the Windows key and the R button together. Ping the website you want to trace and type ping the following URL address of the website and you'll get the IP address. Then you want to run the tracer command on the IP and you put the IPs into an IP lookup too. Now, what you will get is more than likely you will get <coughs> you will get the network that the person's using, okay? Now, if they're using a VPN, then you're going to get something different. So, you're going to get the country, the region, the city, the zip code, latitude, where they came from, and etc. So, there's a lot of things you can do to trace an IP address. If you want to find out what your IP is, go to Google Browser, or your browser, and type in, what's my IP, all in one, and you'll see your IP address, alright? If you need that, for a particular reason. So, some people may use a VPN thinking that they can't be traced. Unless you've covered everything across the board on your VPN, there again, it's not the first time that a VPN disconnects out of the blue. Your internet service provider can see you're using a VPN, okay, believe it or not. And if they wanted to block it, which means your VPN will disconnect, they're going to get your IP address. Anyway, because it's allocated, okay? So, how to trace an IP address? Okay, so trace an IP address will give you its appropriate location. It's pretty easy to do. You have a couple of options. You can use the websites, or you can use the IP lookup website, and uh, find the IP address you want to trace. If there's a website you want to trace, then you need to ping that website, write the address down, and you need to ping it first to get the IP of it. Okay, so you also can be traced on Skype, so keep that in mind. Now, obviously, if someone knows what they're doing, they could be using a dummy IP address, okay? But you will get the network and you will get a certain amount of information and this is what the governments do and they put it together like a jigsaw okay uh, some people may say someone's hacked my facebook <clears throat> i'll report it to the police friends to be honest with you if you live in the uk or northern ireland you're wasting your time okay unless you have a big business you ain't going to get much help because the normal bobby in the street for a few of them in the tactics, no very little about technology. Okay, there is a computer crane unit within the PNSI, I would imagine, soon as it was in the RUC. Some of them guys, yes, obviously, with no bits and pieces and how to track it down. In my life experience with computers, I've come across the tactics that don't know, having a clue, and we're honest enough to hold our hands up. Uh, also, remember, if you receive an email, it doesn't have to be an attachment. You can send someone a plain tax file, 
How you doing, Tim? Blah, blah, blah. They open it. I'm in their system. Okay. So it depends on the individual knowledge. Just because you have an antivirus program on or this magic firewall, it's not guaranteed 100%. So, tracing an IP address location, how to find someone using their IP address. Uh, it's a, okay, so there is a tool called IP location lookup. You can trace the IP address close to someone's actual location. Okay, so remember, the government have all these at their disposable. Uh, and I hope... Okay, I thought I had closed the program then. So, just a podcast on virtual private networks. Now, if I was to go to the command prompt or the terminal in Linux or Mac, and type in ping, P-A-N-G, hit the spacebar once and type in the web address and, and hit return on the keyboard or enter. It will start going down a number of hops, what they call it, okay? Because I know what I'm reading, it's easy for me, but a lot of people won't be able to make garbage out of it. Now, there is also ways that criminals can use your IP address and put it over theirs. So whenever you, and the machine's attacked, it gives yours and not theirs. Okay, so hacking is illegal. It's not illegal to learn. And I learn it because I like to attack people and help people to get protected. There's a lot of magazines out there today, computer magazines and stuff like that, but they don't cover what we cover. Okay. Computer courses do not cover what we cover. And there may be some people that are engineers for British Telecom. And I have had guys send to me, I'm there 16 years, mate. Or I've got guys here 16 years and they don't know a quarter what you know. It's all about learning, okay? It's all about learning. So when you're going to set up a, a computer device in the first place, for example, someone gives you one. And here's the way I would treat it. If someone gives me a computer, the first thing I'm going to do is do a low-level format, not a basic format, okay? I'm going to wipe the, I'm going to nuke it, the hard drive and write zeros till it should have taken me 20 hours or, or more. And this is the way I would do it. And I'm going to completely clean it and reset up a fresh installation. The next thing I'm going to do in the operating system is I'm going to tweak a few settings, turn a few things off, a few services, remote access, etc, etc. Set my network for open DNS server. Get the operating and the firewall comfortable. And then I'm going to get the updates. Once I get all the updates, then I'm going to consider the browser and put my extensions in and take it from there. When people buy a computer, the first thing they do is plug it in. They get a trial antivirus, they may bat, and they fire it up and away they go. And while they're browsing the internet, they've got remote access, allow remote access to my computer, relay this and allow that, and then they wonder why their systems are coming to problems. Because they don't know. Because it's not up to the manufacturer to tell you. It's up to you to learn. So by listening to these podcasts, you won't have that problem. Okay? Now, of course, while you're securing your computer, there's also podcasts covered on securing your network. Which is important, okay? And if you have the best secure computer, and you go to an open Wi-Fi spot, but it's not secure, well then, you're asking for trouble. 
if you've got a secure computer and it says you're installed and there's no evidence that a computer exists and you open an email with something in it you've wasted your time okay so remember you control the computer the computer does not control you okay you may have to send emails because you're a political party or a veterans party or a charity party okay someone in that system may not have the same knowledge as you they may be in fact send you an email oh thank you very much for that reply i got the form you're in fact on all your systems so you've wasted your time so you may as well take all them secure locks off your door and throw them through the window it's as simple as that even though computers aren't 100 percent secure i'm going to assure you that i would say a lot of geeks basic geeks like myself would probably have a better secure system than the government you don't need to be an expert because you know how to use key and enable. You don't need to be an expert because you know how penetration works or how to read internet traffic. That can all be learnt steps by steps. You aren't going to learn it in a year or five years. It may take longer. But that's why I choose to read. And I also, by listening to other experts, you learn a bit more. So if you want to listen to an expert, and I've said this a hundred times, and I'm not getting paid for this plugin. You want to listen to Security Now podcasts. Steve Gibson has been covering technology for a long time. Host files, how to hack, hijack a host file, honeypots, you name it. And you see, friends, when you write down some of the words you don't understand and you research them, your knowledge becomes even wider. And there's a lot of simple things that you can turn off. Microsoft, over the years, Windows XP, had come across a lot of flaws. Windows 10 is the same. Then you get an update. Then when you go to your services and you see, oh, they turned off uh, Tullinet, they disabled this, disabled that, and that's basically because it was left open in the first place. Okay? So, Windows 10 is a privacy issue. There's a program called Shut Up Windows 10, or Shut Up 10, all one word. You can install it and uh, you can turn off all the privacy issues on Windows 10. And I imagine Windows 11 is going to be the same. Okay, so whether you're using a Mac, Windows or Linux, you need to set it up right. And it doesn't take hours. It just takes a wee bit of knowledge and a wee bit of thinking. Okay, so thanks very much for tuning in. And uh, is your virtual private network as secure as you think? Have a listen.